welcome back to the 1334 decks where I actually did the research so you didn't have to. I Wait, know that's not the tagline. That, that's, that's not the tagline, but I I did do the research this time. I know you did too, but I did. I can, I can, I can relax. I can retire. I don't have to do all the work myself looking up every news story and item drop. I mean, to be completely honest, we're kind of slow this week, so I think that's the only reason why, why you're lucky. Shush, let me have this, man. Just let me have this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, today has been a, uh, I mean, slow news news period for Pokemon, but big day yeah. overall. At least the day of recording. Um, we've been blessed with all sorts of different stuff from the world of Nintendo. And Pokemon fans, real quick, before you start complaining and pounding keyboards and throwing a fit that you didn't get anything at E3, let's just let this be known. It is their 25th anniversary. They are calling the shots. They will do their direct when they are ready. That's all I'm going to say. Um, oh, yeah. They, they never really show like Pokemon stuff during a, the E3 directs anyway. It's usually, so it's, just, it's usually just the treehouse yeah. stuff that they show off. But, I mean. On occasion. I mean, but it's usually it's something that they've announced. And then they'll show it. But the focus was this year. And, I mean. It's Diamond and Pearl. There's nothing too drastic they can really show. And Arceus isn't set till next year. So, I mean, there was an off chance that maybe, but I wasn't expecting it at all. Some other great game news, though. That's stuff I'm really excited for. Oh, yeah. Um, was there any surprises and was there anything you were disappointed in? Because everyone has like a not necessarily like kind of a prediction or kind of a wish list when they go into E three. Was there anything you were hoping for that you didn't get? And then was there something that you uh, that you were surprised about that you didn't see coming? It's always a spectrum with this. It's either you liked it or you didn't like the, the whole presentation as a whole. But surprised by, I did not see like that new Mario Party, the Mario Party All Stars. I did not see that one coming, and I love that they're going with like the old classic boards from the N64 days, and it's more of the traditional, not hand-holdy gameplay. It's, if you don't leave this game with a couple friendships ended, you are playing this game wrong. But that got me pretty excited. Um, pretty excited for, uh, I know it's already been shown a couple times, but Mario Golf. I didn't think I'd be excited for a golf game, but actually kind of looking forward to that one. Yeah, Metroid Dread's got my attention. I'm usually, like, not, like, I like the Metroid series, but I'm usually not, like, big into the games, but I might check out Dread. I'm disappointed by, if there's, like, one thing, I'm kind of surprised The Legend of Zelda, for it being their 35th anniversary, didn't get more of a spotlight. Like, I thought there would have been, um, maybe some type of, like, anniversary game or a compilation, which... Technically, they kind of did with that Game & Watch and having like the original Legend of Zelda, the Zelda 2, and I think it's like the Game Boy, the Link's Awakening, all in that one little handheld. So technically, it is a compilation right there, but I thought it would have been like something on the Switch. Um, I'm glad to see that everybody's uncles that worked at Nintendo were correct and we got news on a Switch Pro. So glad to see that drop. I see... See, I didn't see leaks on it. I saw speculation that there was a chance it might get announced or at least details on it would come out. I didn't really necessarily see a leak. I like saw more of like credible news sources kind of predicting that that was the time they were going to show it. And uh I was that's one of the things I was kind of disappointed about. 
um, just because, you know, it, it's nice. But when it comes out, it comes out. I'm not pressed for it. I, my Switch works fine. Um, but I'm, I was really, really disappointed because the one thing on my bingo card that I've been waiting for is Mario Kart 9. I that was the one expectation I did have and I was really hanging on by a thread that's I didn't like throw a fit online I was disappointed though I was really upset because I was thinking maybe maybe this is the time because last year was yeah. the 35th I'm happy with the Mario Party like I love I love Mario Party and I, I, I agree with you on the sense of like the throwback to the N64 days and stuff but I was really really disappointed with not having Mario Kart 9 coming into this year's uh, holiday which I mean there's still time it, yeah. it can but I think E3 would have been the time we got it. I mean, it makes you wonder, too, because, you know, PokerRest has been a big thing. So there might have been stuff in development that having to take, like, almost like a year kind of break or alteration to, like, normal schedules. There could have been more stuff that just got pushed. But, I mean, it's fine. It'll It's one of, like, the most popular gaming franchises out there. So a 9 will come. There will be a 10. There will be an 11, blah, blah, blah. There will be spinoffs. So it'll come when it comes. We're no big hurry. We have plenty of other games to enjoy in the meantime. Was there anything I was surprised about? Maybe the Metroid Dread I was really surprised about. I didn't see that coming. Like, I, I assumed we were going to get, like, more information. Not even a trailer, just more information yeah. on 4. But Metroid Dread looks good. I think that was surprising to me. I'm not surprised by any of the, the dumb uh, Smash Fighter stuff because, like, it's at the point now where it's not even Smash Bros. anymore. It's just a beat em up insert everybody that was ever in a franchise that ever happened on Nintendo ever game. Like, it doesn't even feel like Smash Bros. anymore because everything's over the top and, and hokey. Like, everyone has these crazy, obscene attacks and stuff that's like, they're going to be unbeatable for the next month and a half until we patch it. And then in comes a new person. It's like, eh, it's just not enjoyable. I still like Smash. I mean, I'm not familiar with a lot of the new characters they've added, but. I, it would make sense to me that they're adding characters from, like, other popular fighting games. Because, I mean, Tekken's been around just as long, if not... Actually, Tekken's been around even longer than Smash, I believe. Longer. So, I mean, it makes sense that you want to start kind of giving, you know, little nods to those franchises. And I mean, that's the kind of the good thing with Smash is sometimes it introduces you to new series. Because I didn't know what Fire Emblem was until we got Roy and Marth. And then once I got to... You really never knew I'd what never Fire heard Emblem about was? it. I mean, this was like way back when. That's wild. That's one of that's one, that was one of one of their uh, bigger bigger what was it handheld franchises. Like that was a a lot of the ones I was really really surprised about. Yeah, it wasn't like, until like I saw like Roy and Marth. What was it in Melee? And then I think one of the um, games came out on the Game Boy Advanced. So I think it was um, the Sacred Stones, and I tried that, and I really liked it. Like, hey, I can get into this. Like, it's tactic, the whole tactical side of game, like, gameplay and all that. Like, you know what? I, I can enjoy this. And then, yeah, I kind of like continue with the franchise from there. So, I mean, to me, it's a good way to, like, if you like, like the fighting game, maybe introduce you to other franchises you might like or at least something you can experiment with. If you like it, woohoo. If not, eh, oh, well, you tried. But I thought it was fine. I guess I, I, guess I didn't look at it that way. I, I guess I never looked at it that way. I just... I, I always see just these over yeah. the characters they've been introducing are characters I love. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Sephiroth. I love Sephiroth. And I love that they brought in the Tekken fighters. I remember when they had, uh, what was it, uh, Ryu and yeah, stuff. Like, I was really, really excited. But, you know, it's it's like I said, it's it's almost like it doesn't even feel like Smash Bros anymore. So I think that's. 
that's why I'm just like I'm out on it. But again, I, I guess you're right. It does bring people into franchises they have not seen before if they're a fan of that, you know, of that game. But yeah, I just I don't know. But so I wasn't surprised by that. I'm trying to say I guess the Metroid thing was the only surprise of mine. I like how they and, tease it as Metroid Five with Dread. <laughs> the five just fades. Yeah. Like were you no one should have been surprised about Breath of the Wild. I think that one was coming. Oh no, from a mile we knew they were gonna away. show something or at least give some type of development on it, because if we're gonna get a Switch Pro one day, I feel like that's the game you release in tandem with the Switch Pro. But I, I yeah. think that even if they did do a pro, I mean, it's such a battle to find things right now. You don't want to like alienate a portion of like your audience from playing like your brand new game because they can't get like the new console. So I mean, I'm pretty sure if they are working on pro, they're trying to at least make some type of standard when it comes to like stock because yeah, I feel like you'll make a lot of people upset. And I'm already tired of having to deal with scalpers and stuff like that. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed E3. I know fans always talk about who wins and who loses and whatnot. And, I mean, I don't really have a winner or a loser. I just kind of watch and see what, what gets my attention. I will say, though, Nintendo has been lights out the last couple of E3s where they've kind of... Because usually Xbox and stuff like that puts on a show and they really get people invested in everything. But I think the last three or four E3s, Nintendo has just been knocking it out the park. So, I mean, if you say there's a winner, I'm going to say Nintendo, but I mean, really there's no winner or losers because at the end of the day, you know, you're not, you don't know what you're getting. Cause even that game that looks so amazing could be garbage. Yeah. Who knows? So it's like, I mean, it is what it is, but I had fun today. I think today I had like a sense of like, it was, it had a real big, big announcement feel. It had a really, really good energy going into it. I was excited. Uh, of course, our community, our beloved Pokemon community, was the only one ruining it. Couldn't couldn't have anything yeah, nice. Yeah, we can never have anything nice around here. It's just, yeah, it's like, uh, come on, y'all, just just for once, just chill, chill. Like under, like if y'all have been fran- uh, fans of this franchise, you should know their workings by now. They're gonna do things on their own term, especially when they're at the point now where they have almost separated themselves from nintendo oh yeah they're their own standing like completely that's that's what i'm saying like they're no longer nintendo's franchise pokemon it's pokemon that is played on nintendo consoles that's what it is now like it is its own entity they will call the shots they will do what they have they and everyone says oh well you got mario and and zelda and i understand zelda is a big thing pokemon has surpassed zelda now like it's it's Mario and Pokemon are, are sitting at the number one spot always and and Pokemon's not under an umbrella that they're gonna do what they wanna do. Mario is the face of Nintendo, so you, you gotta yeah. kinda do it that way. Pokemon's like, Oh, if y'all wanna do that and show that stuff off, okay, we'll blow the doors off of it in about three weeks, you know, just give us time, we'll 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 do it. And that's that's where they're at now. Oh yeah, I would agree. And it's not like we're not unfamiliar with like Pokemon Directs, like they're a thing. There's probably a Pokemon Direct set for, like, end of June or sometime in July. Like, we've always gotten it. I give it two weeks. Every year, that's how they do things. Like, it's it's nothing new, honestly. We're, we're probably going to see something. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, next week we're reporting, hey, last week, you know, that final Wednesday of June, 8 a.m. Pokemon Direct. Talk about either some, like, 
brand new apps or like unite or here's a new trailer for diamond and pearl but like well they will get something we get something it's we're in, nobody's in a hurry yeah. right now like you'll get it so i'm i'm gonna set you up for for something but we're gonna talk about this first um i know we announced we talked about it a couple weeks ago about different products coming out for summer and whatnot and everything like that and uh i did see that they've officially uh dropped all the pool floats the lapras one is still on file but i think those sold out from last summer so i don't think they have any in stock now which thank goodness i still have my lapras float in the box uh for this summer i'm ready to go but i'm also going to get the psyduck floaty and the snorlax float gotta get those those are just like calling you better my hurry <laughs> but then i noticed yeah, I noticed. Well, luckily I get paid this week, so good for me. <laughs> good. I'm gonna end up biting the bullet. They're awesome, but they're also costly. <laughs> well, I'm. I understand when they're when they're sitting at six and a half feet tall, and like the Lapras one is like four and a half feet tall, and then like six and a half, seven feet long, and four and a half feet wide. Like it's a bed, <laughs> and that's how the the Snorlax one I think is a little longer. It's like. I think seven feet long or something, and then five feet wide or something. It's really, really huge. And then it's like, oh, man. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Then, with grilling pleasure, they have a summertime apron, which I'm looking forward to. And I do cook every now and then. I don't grill too often, but I would love that apron. I think the apron might be another purchase. I saw they uh, released a Ho-Oh um, plush, which looks really, really, really solid for 25 bucks. I think I might do that, too, because I'm a plush Surprisingly, collector. no Lugia, even though there's a Lugia plush on the photo. Oh, well, I mean, you could find the Lugia plush, which is the same one as the Ho-Oh plush I found out, because they're both the Tommy Toys one at GameStop. So, I mean, if, if you can't find it on the shop, go to, toy, uh, go to GameStop. They have them sitting there in the section in the little box. But there's one thing that got dropped today that I'm actually going to partake in, and it's more your realm, but it has to be one of the nicest looking shirts I've seen for this. And they unleashed the 2021, it's a navy blue, relaxed fitted cotton tee for GoFest. And it looks oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. It looks really sweet. I know it's their brand new design for GoFest, which is actually not too far off. We're only about a month away from GoFest. I, I really do love the design. I'm probably going to get one. I wasn't able to get one in 2019 when I went to Chicago because I really didn't want to wake up at 3 a.m. and wait in line for that long. And I, I didn't get last year's. I don't know why I didn't get last year's. I, I should have. But I really like the way this one looks. I'm seriously considering, and at least at the time of us recording, every size is still in stock. As far as I can see, unless something happens when we finish recording, we are still good with the at least the number of shirts that are available to us. So, yeah, trainers, if you want one of these, I mean, strike. We know how the Pokemon Center works when it comes to products. Strike. Buy it. Don't question it. You can worry about finances later. Just get it now. But you get a bonus too. So if that's so so if that's the case, uh, I want you to get me one. If you if you end up getting one before Friday, get one for me and I'll sell you on Friday. <laughs> well, if I order yours and mine at the same time, I wonder if we both get the P Professor Willow card or only one of us gets it. Because with any Pokemon Go purchase that you would, make, you get one. I would assume yeah. just one. So for right now, if there's a, like a set of like Pokemon Go merchandise, which some of it's from like last year, but if you get any of those items 
it's a little bit more advertised towards the shirt because that's what dropped today. You will get a Professor Willow TCG card to add to your collection, and I believe the TCG excuse me TCG card actually has a code on it which you can redeem in Pokemon Go and actually unlock special research and missions. Don't know what those are about yet. They obviously no one's got the card to actually like unlock that stuff and see what the missions entail or what the rewards are, but. Something to look forward to, trainers. If you get this, you'll get some special perks and go. I mean, it's probably not going to be game-breaking. Like, you're going to get, like, a shiny Arceus or anything like that. I seriously doubt that. But you get some nice little reward for go if you buy a t-shirt. And I mean, they're nice shirts. I'll definitely wear it. Did they drop the price on GoFest? They did this year. Normally, it was, like, it's twelve ninety nine. I think it was the original price. But because it's the fifth uh, GoFest and it's the 25th anniversary, they dropped the ticket down to 5 bucks. I, I, I'm looking at it, and I am getting it right now. As we reported on the show, so good to know you listened to the Go episodes. Hey, I had surgery. I have not been listening. Exactly. I've been so mentally getting ready for it. You had time while you were there, <laughs> just chilling in your hospital room, to listen to the Go episode. I was episodes. playing Pokemon Snap. Thank you very you much. You could have been listening and playing Pokemon Snap at the same time. I couldn't multitask like that because just in case I ran out of Cheez-Its, I had to call the nurse <laughs> some Cheez-Its. No excuse, man. No excuse. I had to, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> my priority was getting better, <laughs> making my knee bend, and, and beating beating the levels on uh, on Snap. And so I think you'd be proud of me. I, I did it. Now, what I'm doing right now is I am replaying uh, Sword and Shield, but I'm playing Shield. And I actually went and I went above and beyond and got the Isla Armor DLC and stuff. And I'm going a whole different route with the Pokemon I'm using. It's kind of like I'll pull a Pokemon's name out of the hat. And what that is, I got to find it, I got to catch it, and I got to use it. And that's going to be a part of the team. So a Lipard is on my team right now. We're leaving it at that. <laughs> that's all I got so far. You could do some good things with Lipard. If, especially if it's got a hidden ability prankster. I'll, you could do a lot with that. To be, uh, to be honest... I think I actually really enjoyed that pick because I oddly fell in love with more Pokemon playing Snap. Oh, yeah. Snap brought a good light to some Pokemon that you just kind of know were there and you're just like, whatever. But like Lipart is one of them where it was like, it was just so beautiful watching it out in like the wild and the, in like nighttime and stuff in the jungle and everything. You're just like, oh, yeah, I like this one a lot. And just there's, there's a bunch of them that kind of got that shine that you needed. It's like, oh, yeah, I really like this one. Like, I've always liked uh, Drifflim, but I really like it now. And I'm just like, okay, I'll play with that, you know? See, it's like one of the benefits by, like, limiting the number of Pokemon that are in a game is you get to, like, see po- the Pokemon that are in the game in a brand new light. And you get to kind of enjoy them in, like, different ways, different facets. I mean, like you would like to say with Lipard, you never really, like, would have paid too much attention to it. But since you liked it in Snap, give it a try and shield so now you're liking it i'm loving it i just i've i kind of forgot what it was because i haven't played sword or shield since i want to say december maybe maybe december if if not even before my birthday in mid-november but replaying sword and shield i've been really really enjoying it just because i'm approaching it differently and it's weird because i approach everything based off the main story i approach the main story differently because i was playing the side games i was playing snap and stuff so it's just like it's a different lens to look at it but it's like oh okay i fell in love with this pokemon because of snap let me use it in my story and let me go a different route 
Yeah, makes a little sense. I mean, sometimes you just need that like little break just to decompress between games and just try it again from a new light. Yeah. It's like if you were to go back and, I mean, you did go back and actually play black and white. So you got to get kind of like yep. a renewed appreciation for those. Same thing could happen if you go up. You want to go all the way back to like, oh, Gen 4, maybe Gen 2. Maybe try like a heart gold, soul silver sort of thing. I mean, there's always something to appreciate with the old games. I do have a uh, platinum. So there's a something chance. Something you can go to. Something you can definitely jump back to. But would you do that, though? Like, would you would you replay Gen 4 going into Gen 4, if you catch my drift? Because I realized a lot of people were doing that um, when Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, even though, luckily, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was just different enough from uh, Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald, where it didn't burn them out but i knew people who were playing back to back and there was a weird fatigue of that region even though it looked completely different and things were completely different people were burned out halfway through auras and i think auras's shelf life didn't it was good for like online and for online battling and stuff but like i think it probably would have had a longer lifespan if people weren't burning themselves out trying to go from one to the other and so that's what I was just thinking about. If I go back and play Diamond and Pearl, and then, you know, let's say I finish Diamond and Pearl in October, and then with a quick, quick turnaround, I go play Diamond and Pearl again, even though it looks different, but let's say it's a 1A remake, I might get fatigued out of it, and I might not want to finish it, you know? So I, I'm, I'm asking you, would you would you go back-to-back like that if you were trying to revisit and go back on, on games? I would, but I don't think I would do it to where it was like back-to-back. Like, I don't think I would do it to where, like, oh, I'm going to play either, like, Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum, like, the week before the remakes come out. Like, that just seems, like, way too soon. If it was a couple months, yeah, I might. Because I still want that kind of, like, feeling of, like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And if the if the feeling's just, like, if I played it too soon and just, like, remember everything immediately, it's just not as fun. I feel like if I give myself that time to kind of, like, forget a couple little, like, spots and everything. Because, I mean, you, you can't remember everything. But forget a couple little moments and things like that. I would probably do something like that at least. Like, give myself some time just to decompress after a playthrough and then play it again with the brand new, like, set of eyes with, like, a remake and stuff. Because, I mean, the remake will probably, is going to add, you know, a couple new things. But it, it's still the same story. I'm going to assume, you know, the Pokemon and the routes are going to be mostly the same. Maybe some shuffles here and there, but I, I at least want some like downtime between the playthroughs. I'm one of those people if I play if I play something, even if I revisiting it, I wanna feel like every time I go somewhere else I could start something new, yeah. even if it's something I've done before. So I think going to Snap and then even though it's a completely different game, it's not a main story game, then I was able to go to back to uh Galler and it feels fresh. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I finish Black and White and then decide to go to Heart Gold, Soul Silver, I, the Johto region is going to feel fresh. Like, as long as each time I do something different and I'm not playing it consecutively or close enough. I think I did that a lot with X and Y, too. X and Y was such a fast game that I played both X and Y, beat them and whatever. But I, I would play back-to-back. Even if I did something different, I just it was the same thing. And I think Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire had that same problem um, just because people were doing that. And I ended up doing it not 
necessarily the GBA version than the 3DS version. It was I treated I treated the 3DS version like the GBA version and then did did it again and just try to finagle with it but being in that region for so long it didn't feel fresh. That I think that's also what I think that was also the problem with Sun and Moon. Even though Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were completely like I wouldn't say completely different stories, there's differences in the stories. That the that region was fatigued. That's that's really hard to do. And I didn't play Pokemon during Black and White and Black White Black and White 2 when they first came out. Um so I never went through that before. Uh, but with Sun and Moon, I, I fatigued. It's a challenge too for a lot of content creators because a lot, like a lot of people, will do stuff like that. Or if a remake of, say, we really got blindsided and it was like, oh, here comes Let's Go Johto. I know a lot of content creators are probably going to do either run-throughs of Gold and Silver, Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and they're going to play through those games and they're going to play through like you know, Let's Go Johto. It's a lot of Gen 2 content right there, and you just kind of get kind of stale just seeing the same thing over and over. It's hard to come up with a For it's real. hard to come up with like creative ideas, and of course, like us, you know, watching certain content creators, you know, we watch their playthroughs, and then we get kind of tired of seeing it as well. I and mean, we just get fatigued on the whole idea of Gen 2, and it just makes you kind of like want to start looking for like the next game, and you don't really take the time to appreciate, you know, the brand new like remake in front of you. So, like, I promise you we come end of October, if you go to Twitch, if you go to YouTube, every Pokemon Go or Pokemon content creator out there is going to be, oh, here's my playthrough of Diamond, here's my playthrough of Pearl, which is fine if that's what you want to do, but you just kind of get kind of fatigued after a while. Like, if, like, like yeah. pizza's awesome, but if I eat pizza every single day, I'm going to get sick of it and not want to eat it anymore. So it's, that's, I think it's important that you have that gap between you know, playing the uh, generation like multiple times or between like its old version like you know its original version and its remade version like give yourself that chance to like decompress it can do wonders for like your mental status or at least like your appreciation for that generation if you take something like that into account oh this was what I, this is what I was thinking when you were talking gen 2 has there ever been a rumor an announcement or a not an announcement that you had a sigh of relief for. Like, think of all the stuff there are. You had the rumor Pokemon Z. You had Gray. You had Stars. You've had the Let's Go Jotos. You've had just di- you've had different rumors or different predictions of things that are going to come next. Was there anything that came out that was a sigh of relief? Well, first off, I thought you said uh, had to sign a release. So I originally was thinking, you know, we're that popular now with the Pokemon company? Uh, we got uh, news no, no, ahead no, of time? I, but no. A, 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 a yeah, sigh of um, I actually don't know if I really have any ones that were just a sigh of relief. I mean, I'm always kind of happy whenever we get this, like, spinoffs because I like them trying new things. Like, I like the idea of, like, Conquest or Mystery Dungeon or Ranger. Those were kind of nice. Like, you know what? let's do something new let's try something different like we don't have to do gen 8 gen 9 gen 10 like back to back to back to back to back like again you will get burned out and our the poor developers will get burned out too but whenever they do stuff like that i'm usually always happy and especially the wild spin-offs like pokemon quest whoever saw that one coming and it was actually 
it's actually a pretty fun game if you gave it a chance. Same thing with Shuffle. I don't think a lot of people really gave Shuffle the attention it probably needed. Shuffle was amazing. Yeah, I think the, o- the only Shuffle. thing that hurt Shuffle was they released it on the 3DS. That should have been a mobile game first. I think it would have done way better. It, I mean, it, it was fine on the 3DS, but I just felt like if it was on mobile, it could have done way, way better. Because everyone's always got their phone on them, but not everybody's got a 3DS on them at all times. Well, I mean, they did they did it on mobile, I want to say, a month after it went out on 3DS. Like, it came out relatively quick um, after they put it out on 3DS. It was a year, wasn't it? Like, it was longer than a month. Because I remember there was a... I'm going to look it, I'm gonna look it yeah. up right now. Because I rem- I swore it was cl- I was close. Oh, I, I think it was a lot longer. Because I remember one of the things that stopped me from playing mobile was I didn't want to have to, like, there was no, like, cross-compatibility. So I didn't want to have to, like, redo the Mega Lucario event, redo the Mega Charizard event, or have to, like, redo a lot of the levels. So, like, I downloaded and played it for a little bit, but I just, like, I don't want to have to go through all this again. Like, everything's just fine on the 3DS. So I'm going to keep playing that. So February 18th. The game was released on 3DS. It was August 24th of that year that it was released on cellular device. See, that's way too long. Like, it had already been on the 3DS. Three months? February. Three or four months? March, March April, April, May, June, June, July, July, August. August. Half a year? So six months. That's that's way too long. I feel like it should have been like... I I liked it. Yeah. Like, it was a good idea. I just felt like they really should have done it on mobile first or just mobile only. Because, like I said, they were doing weekly events, so... That's already what, if we're going for half a year, that's 26 weeks. That's 26 different events that have already come and gone. And all the Meowth-like events where you're, like, stocked up on coins and stuff. It's just... I think they were utilizing that 3DS, though. Because yeah. that was at the time when it was at its highest because X and Y. Yeah. X and Y gave that thing brand new life. Mm-hmm. Or gave it life. It was perfect. It's just being on mobile just kind of just something like, at that point, yeah. Because, like, why am I going to... If I put all that work in the 3DS version... Why am I going to put it in the mobile when I have to like redo everything like again from the start? That just kind of lost the fire right there. If it would have started a mobile, it probably would have just. To me, it probably would have been a lot better. But eh, they've yeah. gotten they've gotten a lot better with the mobile market at this point, at least. So that's a good thing. I think the only sigh of relief I had was no "Let's Go Johto." I understand. Let's go. I actually love the artwork. I love the crisp sound of uh of the Let's Go games. Like I think I think everything about them are perfect. It's definitely not my cup of tea. So I think I had a big sigh of relief when we didn't get one of those. Um, we'll probably get another one. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We probably will get another one. But I think that was my biggest sigh of relief uh, so far out of announcements. And the biggest disappointment, which I didn't ask you this question, the biggest disappointment I think we've ever gotten was the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I I don't think we were ready to to expedite that quick. I think knowing that they released the scheduling of what games were supposed to come, I think the second Kalos game was much more important than pumping out the Sun and Moon game and then trying to continue the Sun and Moon game. Because that second Sun and Moon game is really all you needed. Because the the first game is almost a waste of time. You could have just taken the stuff from the second Sun and Moon game, done it as like DLC, and just attached it to the first. You probably could have gotten away with that at least. But yeah, I think I think that was my only disappointment was Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. You're like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. And yeah. you know, it looked fine. It, it was fun. It had its moments where it was exciting, yeah. but you know, I think that's the only disappointment because I think now that there's a confirmed. 
of files that were slotted to do it like a Kalos alternate. So like a third version, like a Z or something that was just like, Oh, so we were going to get more because that was the game where they left way too many things open. And you're like, okay, we need more. And we never got it. And so we got sun and moon. And we're just like, all right. All right. Ultra sun, ultra moon, much better than sun and moon. Like I said, that could, that's just one game needed. There was no need for two. There wasn't like a continuation later on down the years. It was literally just an alternate story. I would agree with you. I, f- I feel like if Legends does well and they would pick another region to do like a Legend style game in, I feel like it would probably be Johto. Because with at least with the stories of Lugia and Ho-Oh and the whole like, history behind that region, I feel like you can get away with a, a Legends game there. I feel like you're right. Yeah, it might not be a Let's Go Johto. It might be a Legends Ho-Oh and Lugia or something like that. I am okay with that. As long as it's not Kanto. Oh, yeah. we've Because I, my biggest fear is they decide to say, you know what, this did really well. Let's go to Kanto and do a Mew. I, as much as I love those legendaries. As much as I love that we started. <laughs> Talk about something that is fatigued. Is the Kanto, the Kanto worship. There's just only so much you could do. Now I'm waiting for whatever special thing we get in Diamond and Pearl where Kanto is highlighted. And I know Charizard's not in that game because it's a faithful remake. I guarantee he's in that game because there's not enough fire types in those original games that they're going to put some more in there. And I guarantee Charmander and Charizard are going to be somehow in there. Or at least a download a download as soon as you buy the game, first 60 days or whatever, you can get a mystery gift of a Charmander. Don't be shocked if that happens. You never know. I mean, like I said, there's still details. We don't even know if they're going to have like a special arena for like... <laughs> Gigantamaxes or anything. I mean, there's still like plenty of room open. Do you do you th- do you remember the 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 Pokemon uh, that you got as the gift when you bought the game in the first two or three months, and they had that that code? Do you remember all of them? Mm-mm. I I rem from Gen Four. The only things that I remember were the Legendary Beast trio getting them shiny if you went to GameStop. I think maybe like. Arceus or like some other mythical was distributed. Actually, Arceus might not have been till later in like Gen 5. But honestly, that's all I remember, really. I don't remember any other codes. So you don't remember the... Uh, all right, what what, were they, what was there? Because there is a couple that I remember. There was the Zora. There was the Zora in Gen 5. There was the Torchic in... Gen six. Oh, then, I thought you meant like Gen four only. No, no, but, like okay. The, the, in the, general, the, yeah. Oh yeah, no, like remember all of them, like going back, and then there was the shiny, the shiny bell. Yeah, we got that one in Auras. We got um, Sword and Shield gave us the either shine or Munchlax. We got a Meowth, and then we got either a Pikachu or Eevee, if you had the save data for it. Um, but yeah, I, I remember a lot of those. Yeah, I remember we got Munchlax and one of the Sun and Moons. I forgot. It, when we got Bank and Home, we got Hidden Ability Starters that way, too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we usually always get something at the start of it. It's either that or it's like a... That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're going to give us a Charmander. It's going to be like, get this Charmander with DLC code or mystery gift when you de- purchase the game within the first 60 days. Like, it's going to be a B-Doof. I'm waiting for it because... It's going to be a Bidoof. The amount, of, <laughs> the amount of love that Pokemon gets is 
baffling to me. Is baffling to me how much love that gets. But again, but then again, everyone loved Psyduck. Everyone loved Psyduck. I think it's just the 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 the, the droopy the droopy Pokemon. Like they like the silly looking Pokemon because I love Wooper. Wooper is one of my favorites of all time, just because how it looks. It's just little beady eyes and little straight smile and little antenna whiskers out the side of its head. I like uh I like Wooper. Hey, a lot. Wooper Watch was but, a thing um, during the Game Awards last year, so. I mean, Bidoof is getting its own week in Pokemon Go, too. So that tells you how much people love Bidoof. Well, if you looked on the Pokemon Twitter page, there was just like, you would see it once a day. They would post everything they would post, but there would be a random Bidoof picture. They've been doing that for about a month and a half, where every day there's just a random Bidoof picture. Just just posted. No rhyme or reason, just here you go. Well, get ready for it, because next week when we get the Bidoof event, you're going to be seeing a lot more Bidoof, at least for a full week. That's actually okay. I have like 300 Bidoof candies. I've never found a three or four star like maxed out Bidoof. So at this point, I'm just trying to get one now. And I keep running into them. Literally, when I open up the app in my house since I've been at home resting, it's like the same four mons. It's Mudkip. It's um, Bidoof. It's Ladybaw and Pikachu. Those are the only four I've been seeing in, in my whole neighborhood like all week. So... The Bidoof, I'm like, all right, I have 300-something-plus candies of this Bidoof, but I have not gotten one three-star Bidoof. Oh, next week's your chance, because Bidoof Week is going to start on the 25th. It's going to go to July 1st, and there's a chance you can get Shiny Bidoof. Team Rocket's going to have Bidoof. Bidoof is going to be in raids. Bidoof is going to be spawning more and more throughout the week. Shiny Bidoof, like I said, is possible to be found. There's event-exclusive field research with Bidoof. There's Bidoof, I think, clothing items coming as well. Bidoof learns special moves if you evolve it during certain periods. So if it's on the 25th of June to the 26th, it's going to learn Shadow Ball. Or it can learn that move if you use a TM on it. I don't know, Thunderbolt if you do the 27th or the 28th. Or Ice Beam the 29th to the 30th. And just to point out what I think is more important with this event... The bonuses, there's like double catch EXP on the 25th to the 26th. I believe these all kind of match up with the times where if you evolve, you learn the special move. Uh, Triple the amount of catch XP for the 27th to the 28th. Quadruple the catch EXP if you do the 29th to the 30th. So for anybody that needs to hit level 40 or is on that level 40 to 50 grind, I cannot stress how important those catch hour those catch periods are going to be because papa lucky egg heck, even you that's still below level level 40 could probably get really close to level 40 if you at least work on those three time periods catching pokemon especially that 4x you, you get the shiny Bidoof. is there anything involving stardust stardust uh not with this one it's just the catch xp stardust is one of the other ones i need because i'm hurting on stardust right now I am too because I've been maxing out a lot of my Pokemon. I've been doing battles and stuff. And then I've been evolving. Like, I have like this extremely maxed out Swampert, which put me down. I have this uh, this tank of a Sylveon that I use and stuff. And it's like, uh, I need more. It was. <laughs> I need more Star. It was never a problem with me until the Guard Chomp event or Community Day with Gibble. That's what hurt me because I couldn't not prepare. 
my Gibble all the way to the Garchomp to have something really strong to use in raids. And, ooh, Garchomp pulls his weight, especially with the Reggies that are out right now. Garchomp is doing wonders helping with those raids. I, I just wish we had the Mega just for that extra little power boost. That's all I wish we had, but it'll come in time. I know it'll come in time. But, unfortunately, no Stardust. We do have the Solstice event starting this week, though, so... I don't know if you have Solrock or Lunatone yet, since I know you're kind of on and off with the game. You might have caught them like close to each other, because they're Hemisphere exclusive. They usually switch during the Solstice event, and then they'll switch again during the... Or the Summer Solstice event, and then there's always like a Winter event, too, and they'll switch again. They, they do that with a lot of like the rival Pokemon stuff like that, but yeah... Um, when we get to later this week, so probably when this episode goes live, this event should be pretty much already active on the 17th to the 20th of June. We have this whole Solstice event. Um, Solrock and Lunatone will be popping up everywhere during this event. They're not region exclusive during this time period, but once this event does end, Lunatone's going to be only in the Eastern Hemisphere, and Solrock will only be in the Western Hemisphere. So if you don't have one, or you're going to shiny hunt, this is a good time to do it. Um, Regigigas is actually coming to raids. It was an EX raid Pokemon only in the before times, and then Pokerus came and the EX raids stopped, and you couldn't get a Regigigas anymore, but he's going to come in raids, which kind of makes sense since it's been all Regis this month, so obviously Regigigas is coming, but it could be shiny, so... If anybody wants a shiny Regigigas, this is a good time to start hunting it. Probably need a team of at least five, because my raid group has been doing experiments with the Regis, and oof, they're pretty bulky, so four people have not had the best luck taking it down. Usually groups of five have been good, so I would assume that would be the same number you're going to need for Regigigas, because I know he's a pretty bulky guy in the games, too, so there might be some extra HP to yeah. wear through. Slow start? Yep. Um... There's going to be spawns, you know, just depending on which hemisphere you're in. We're going to be seeing a lot more, you know, bug-type Pokemon, a lot more fire-types. Our friends in the southern hemisphere are going to be seeing a lot more ice-type Pokemon. Um, new shinies, I mean, other than the Regigigas, um, maybe Snorlax. So I think Snorlax spawns are going to be increasing, so you might find a Snorlax or a shiny Snorlax. I actually did find a Snorlax yesterday. Like, I had an incense on, and I got one. It was a three-star. It was... It was, uh, what was it, 16-something CP, so it looked good. Oof, I think they use it a lot in the Great League, which is 1,500 CP and below, but eh, feed a little candy, yeah. get them to 24, do it in the Great League, uh, that you, or Ultra League, I should say. But yeah, there'll be a couple other like field research tasks that are going to be added in there. Be a good time to shiny hunt Yanma, because Yanma can be shiny, but its spawns have been pretty low, but... Since we're kind of in summer, which I would assume summer starts. I mean, in, in Texas, it's been summer since like March, but officially summer starts, I believe, the end of this week. But yeah. Okay, time out, time out. Before you continue, I am really tired of all these people acting like Texas never gets this hot. It's not even as bad as it usually is at this time. It's not over 104. It's like sitting at 100. It's getting to 104. It is hot. Don't get me wrong. But like everyone's sitting there, like all these news anchors and stuff who've been news anchors in the city, at least in Dallas, for 10, 15 years. It's never this hot at this time. That is a lie. You know how many times it's been over 100, 100 degrees going into like J July, at least at this time in uh, like of June, like the last five or 10 years. 
every time. It rains a lot, yes, but it also ends up being like 108 degrees for the re- remainder of summer until mid-August. It's not surprising. Uh, why is everyone... Is it because we haven't gone outside for years? That's what happened. Like, all of a sudden, they forgot that heat does exist. At least for us down here, because it's been like a really long rainy season, we're used to the dry heat. And now that we're like in the normal summertime, it's just pure humid. And that's what just sucks so, so bad. But we're, we're slowly, I think, getting away from that like humidity, but it's, it's taking time. And that's what, that's what makes it brutal. At least for us here. I I'm mean, used to the humidity. Yeah, see, we don't really get it. Like, it's always just dry heat, like where I'm from. And, like, at least in San Antonio, that's how it used to be. But we've just been, like, hit with, like, storm after storm and, you know, downpour after downpour. That Now that the wa- that water is heating up, starting to become that moisture, it's it's brutal on the temperatures here. So I think that's what's making it feel, like, bad, bad. I haven't felt stuff like this since I was living in, like, along the coastline when I was going to school. But yeah, that's the only thing that's making it terrible for us here. But at least we have this Pokemon Go event to commemorate summer beginning. And the whole set of summer events to go. And you get to sweat and stress out in that humidity that you have planned. That's at least the one thing I always tell people like for GoFest is if you can play with a group of people, it makes it a lot more fun. Like if you can, you all will suffer in the heat, but you're suffering together. And you might come up with some fun, pretty fun, interesting stories like that too. I mean... Who knew when me and Denver went to Chicago that there's going to be like a freak cold front and what we expected to be summer temperatures, it was pretty much wintertime temperatures there. It did make playing Pokemon Go like a lot more manageable and a lot not feel as bad because I, I like the cold. I prefer the cold over the heat, but it, it's weather's fun. Weather's always an interesting entity to mix things up for you. I guess I got to... I gotta get uh, JP involved for the uh, go fest. Yeah, y'all go to a park. Cause uh, I'm in. Make a day of it. You got two days for it, and you get Meloetta. They fi- they finally revealed the mystery of Pokemon, and the music track that they're gonna be playing during Go Fest is actually it's pretty cool. I like it. It's really a at least the excerpt that we got or a tease for it we got is like really drum heavy. It feels like a it really feels has like more of that music festival feel to it. I'm, I'm excited to see what the rest of the music is and what the rock star Pikachu music and the pop star Pikachu music are going to sound like. I'm really eager to see that. I'm a music guy. All right, real quick. I just saw this on Twitter before we end up leaving. I don't, I think these are kids, but they also look like they could be adults too. They're like Crocs. They're like Japanese Crocs. And they come in five different designs. Cinderace, Pikachu, Sylveon, Galarian Ponyta, and Lucario. Lucario. I don't I don't know if you could see the Lucario, but that's it real small down there. Lucario. But these are what the, these are what the shoes look like. Lucario. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know so you could go broke. I see the Sylveon ones, I'm not a huge fan of them. The Galarian Ponyta ones would be great. Um none of these I would buy personally. I don't like the style of the shoe. I've never been a Crocs person. But, uh, <laughs> I'm I've never been a Crocs person. I like slides. If they had some Pokemon slides, I'll get some Pokemon. I am slides. pretty sure that's a thing. Like that's been around long enough. That has to be a thing. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm about to start doing some research because <laughs> I'm about to spend some money come Friday. Like uh, payday is a wonderful day, but I'm tapped out of news stories. You got anything else? No, nah, man. Uh, I think we we discussed everything. We we ran down E3 from the shop and the exclusives that they have coming in for Go and. And whatnot. We got the little bit of Go news in as well. We've we've talked about different disappointments and different things. And I kind of had to ask that that barring question 
of fatigue because I know that's we're going to go down that route. Like you said, with content creators, a new game is going to come out. So everyone thinks, hey, let's revisit it right before we visit it. And I wanted to ask you how you handle that because I just I can't see myself doing that, even if it's a couple months ahead. I think doing that same region in one calendar year um, might might be damaging long term for at least the quality of life for the new game. I might be burnt out and not want to play the new game. Breathing room, people. It's all about the breathing room. (laughs) Give yourself time to enjoy things. You don't have to be a game gobbler here. If there's nothing else, then trainers, have you got anything for us? You guys are always welcome to either tweet at us at 1334dex on Twitter. You can shoot us a DM. We're pretty good about checking those. Or if you want to send an email, you can always send us an email at the1334dex at gmail.com. If you want to tell us about some of your Go adventures, if you want to tell us about some of the stuff that you liked and didn't like about E3, I mean, we're more than happy to hear it. And, I mean, who knows? Maybe next week we'll have a whole new segment about a upcoming Pokemon Direct. But we'll always see. There's always We always find something to talk about to kill the time. But, yeah, so trainers from all of us here at the 1334 decks, from Steven Classic, from myself, Researcher Albert. And until your next adventure, we will catch you later.